Thank you for listening to Speed Bumps. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed my podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening on. I also wanted to plug my YouTube channel, where I'm posting videos every Friday under the hashtag FinnApprovedFridays. In the videos, I demonstrate how I do everyday tasks and tell you if the items are Finn approved. You can find my YouTube channel by searching one thumb L, that's O-N-E, thumb E-L, or clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and on to the show. When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps and today with me I have Emily Green. Emily is a spirit baby medium and actually left her corporate job to become a medium but then focus really in on spirit babies. So I'm really excited to chat with her today and what exactly that looks like and how a spirit baby medium is different than you know just the medium that you hear about typically. So thank you Emily for joining me. Amazing. Thank you Emily. I'm so happy to be here on your beautiful podcast. I'm very honored and excited to chat with you. Thank you. I know um, I have so many questions, but the first thing before I jump ahead of myself, can you please tell me two things you love about yourself? Yes. This is such a great question. And you're right. You said in, in, in our conversation, just we're very quick to, um, you know, share things that we love about other people or that we're grateful for in our family and friends, but it's very rare to get the chance to publicly reflect on something we like about ourselves. (laughs) I appreciate the question. And I think that um, when I was thinking about this beforehand, um, I have one that I, I already know, and the other one will probably just come out of me as, as, as I'm talking. But I think the first thing that I love about myself a lot, and I've always loved this about myself is my sense of humor and my ability to find levity in many different situations. Um, I think that it's kind of a superpower of mine. I'm definitely like an eternal optimist and. I can find, you know, the the good, the humorous, um, the 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 kind of the optimistic in a lot of different things, um, and so I, I I really appreciate that about myself very deeply, and I think it's um, helped me get through my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one of them, and then I also think the other thing that I love about myself or I appreciate about myself is my deep sense of compassion for for all beings. I mean, I care just as much about my mom, my husband, my brother, as I do, you know, the aunt that's like walking across my kitchen floor. Um, I I really see the the beauty and the 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 love and um, the sentience in all beings, whether that's a plant, uh, an ant, a spider, even spiders. I don't like them, but I still love them. Yes. Um. So I would say those are those are my two things that um that I appreciate about myself or love about myself. 
I love those answers. Yeah. I, and people often think that like plants uh, don't have some type of consciousness, but they absolutely do. And, you know, I remember seeing this picture of this, the, this giant fungal network underground of like this biggest mushroom. I forget where it was, but I was, that was mind blowing to me and knowing, you know, that plants can communicate with each other. You know, if you yes. take the leaf off one, they can send out signals that maybe we can't hear or see, but they're absolutely doing it. So I yes. find that so fascinating. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you said that because that's something I think about often, like something that I used to do a lot was, you know, if I saw a pretty flower, you know, growing out of the ground, or if I saw like a nice leaf on a tree, I'd be like, oh, I'll pick it, yeah. you know, and, and just because I appreciate it. And that was my way of like showing appreciation for the beauty and the, those things. And then, you know, um, exactly coming, you know, kind of more into my awakening and realizing, wait a second, when I'm picking that flower or that piece of grass or that leaf off of that tree, I'm disturbing the kind of, you know, the exactly like you said, the network of that, yeah. be, that, that being that plant, whatever that is. And so, now my favorite way to to appreciate the beauty of these things is just by looking at them and not having to pick them. <laughs> so yeah, I I still do pick things. I'll do like wild foraging, but I don't just like randomly yes. do it. It's yes. very much thank you for this gift. And it's exactly. almost like I'm praying as I'm doing it because it's conscious, know, right? It is. It's a very conscious yeah. thing. You know, I, I don't have music on. I don't have these things when I'm doing it. It's a very conscious, thankful because I'm recognizing that I'm basically killing the plant in order for me to live and giving thanks. And yes. So I love that. And that's, I think that's perfect. That's a beautiful distinction. Cause I forage too. My point was just like, I would just like random, I'd be walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know what I mean? It would just yeah, be yeah. totally unconscious. I wasn't even thinking. And so completely, I think that that's beautiful. Like, and that's what a, what a way to engage with life, even just in general, that consciously of like, or even, you know, people who hunt as well, right? Like yep. blessing the the hunt of, you know, the animal or, or whatever the, whatever the, the thing is, or pick before you're picking a flower or a mushroom or whatever else. Yeah. I yes. Love it. I completely mm -hmm. agree. And Amazing. I feel like that goes into the consciousness of spirit babies and how you said that you left a corporate job with $6 mm -hmm. in your bank account yep. to pursue this calling of yours. Mm -hmm. and you had said, uh, you know, you dropped out of university until you had this moment of clarity. Can you tell me how the moment of clarity happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just to give a little um, background information, mm -hmm. I was um, going to, so, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of call this like, and I, and I, this is why I love the, the foundation of the meaning of, of your podcast of, you know, cause I really believe it's my belief and my opinion that some of the most challenging, confusing, dark, you know, moments of my life where I couldn't really understand what was happening. Now I can look, um, in hindsight with such gratitude and such appreciation for what those yes. moments did for me. You know, it's, it's really quite amazing. And now it's even gotten to the point where I can actually be presently through a challenge or obstacle or whatever, and I can actually enjoy it while it's happening. It took yes. some time. It took practice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes. It wasn't always like, I love this. This is great. Um, but now, you know, having enough of those moments where I'm, I'm in hindsight, I'm able to recognize and appreciate the challenge. Now I'm able to actually do it presently. So anyway, I, I, that's why I love this, this concept. And I think it's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm always trying to tell people too, I'm going off a little tangent. I'm coming. No, no, go ahead. Question. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I always tell people, you know, one of the things that I do is, um, for people is, um, in my practices, we'll do kind of, you know, just energetically looking ahead at the coming year and seeing what's kind of going on. And, you know, most what people say is like, is it going to be a good year? 
you know, is it going to be a hard year? Is there going to be bad things that happen? You know, everybody wants to know that. And I think that, you know, my attitude is just like, it might be, there may be some difficult things that happen, but I think that when we approach challenge and we, we approach obstacles with, um, with just like an open heart and with a understanding of, you know, we don't have to know exactly why they're happening, but we do, you know, we can understand like there may be some deeper meaning to this that maybe I will understand as I go. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm on the train of like trying to help people understand the, the beauty in obstacle or the beauty in challenge. Um, yes. So anyway, yeah. Which I think you are too, in, in, in a way as well on your podcast. I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Anyway, coming back to your question. So I was um, originally, uh, when I graduated high school, I felt this deep knowing and calling in my heart that I was not meant to go through the traditional education system, um, like continuing education system, and that I was meant to do something different, although I had no idea what that something different was necessarily at the time. However, that kind of turned into just feeling pressure to you know, I had nothing, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I thought, well, I might as well go to post-secondary education and, you know, go to college or university and sort of try and see what I can do. And so found myself in a social work program because I knew I wanted to help people. Okay. Um, but, you know, about two, two, a month and a half into the social work program, realized that this was just very much not for me. Um, I, you know, I, I say like a part of my soul really felt like it was just withering and um, just very unhappy and had an eating disorder and very depressed. And it was it was not a good time. Um in that way. But after that, you know, dropped out of university, um, took a year to basically try and figure out what I was going to do with myself, um, took a year to heal, and then decided to go back to school again. Somehow I landed again on going back to school. Um, but but this next expression of education actually ended up being much more beautiful because I can, and I can recognize in hindsight what um, I was able to take from it, which is I met two of my most wonderful friends in the world in this program where I would never have ever met them. Otherwise, there's no possible way our paths would have crossed. Um, so I got to meet them. And I also got to meet my husband during that time. So, you know, there were there were gems and, and little nuggets that I was able to take from it. And it also kind of a, being in that program and being surrounded by such love and support um, by my friends and my partner at the time, uh, it was just able to give me that kind of safety and security to really figure out who I was and what I wanted to really do with my life, which I knew pretty soon through that program, like, this isn't it, but it's okay. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm paying money to make friends, but it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. So, and it, and it gave me that kind of safety, security and, and clarity to move forward. And so then I finished that program, um, and, you know, kind of worked in that field for a couple of years while I was sort of formulating and really basically finding myself and having a reawakening to my soul and my abilities and, um, and, and all of these things. And, and then, um, you know, I kind of just took that time to, um, to, yeah, to figure out what, what that was going to look like. I went through intuitive development programs and sort of figured all of that out and then was building my business kind of behind the scenes as I was still working this, um, working in this medical field, um, for the time that I was. And then eventually, left probably much sooner than I should have financially. However, something was telling me it's time. It's time. You know, everything's going to be taken care of for you. It did not make sense on paper. I had, you know, like I say, $6 in my bank yep. account, no savings. Like it just, it made absolutely 
no sense. Everybody was like, you are crazy. You know, yep. this is like, this is not logical. <laughs> um, but I did it. And, you know, within, within a period of time, within, you know, three to six months, um, there was kind of the stabilization period. And I started to just, you know, everything started to just click and everything started to work. And I was, even though I had, you know, I technically, I was the most poor I had ever been. Um, I was the most happy I had ever been at the same time. Um, and the most fulfilled I had ever been at the same time. And, um, you know, everything just kind of started to click and work from there. So that's sort of, that's sort of the whole of that journey. I hope that answered your question. No, that did. And similar, similar journey. And it's interesting how like you said, you can be the most poor you've ever been financially. Yeah. However, experience-wise, emotional-wise, uh, things like that, you the most rich you've ever been. Exactly. And I just exactly. I find that so interesting because yeah, a similar experience. So I'm like laughing and disagreeing cool. as you're talking. Like, yep, yep, I get that. Yep, I love it. <laughs> Totally. And I mean, it's like, is that exactly? Is that what that was always something that, you know, um, I didn't have the most financially secure kind of upbringing. There was lots of chaos there and things like that. And so I always, you know, equated like safety with, you know, money. The, the money in the bank account. Right. Yep. Um, and so, and then, so when I had that experience, it really taught me so much just about like, wow, that I, I can feel kind of safe within myself and, and supported, you know, by, by this universal force, this, this, the spirit energy um and my own ability and and it just I just felt like this unwavering sense of trust in myself and my ability and um that even though kind of currently this was the situation on paper it was not always going to be that way and I was going to be able to change that so yeah so when you initially went into your business uh it was general I guess mediumship and then after a point you went into spirit baby mediumship is that correct yeah, basically, exactly. Yeah, basically, yeah. At, at the beginning, actually, before I started to, um, I don't talk about this a lot, but at the beginning, before I started to really hyper focus on mediumship, um, you know, connecting with loved ones, um, it was, I, I was actually doing more kind of energy healing, lots of energy work for people. And then as when I was doing the energy healing sessions, I would be like, do you have a, is your maternal grandmother in spirit? And people would be like, yes. And then we would just forget the energy healing and be, you know, into the mediumship. And then very similarly, you know, it happened the same way with the spirit baby work where I would thought I was going to be doing one thing and then a totally other thing just started happening while I was doing it. So it was really just like, a, I, I never knew what I was going to get as I was starting most of my sessions yeah. for those few couple of years. It was just like, I'm just here, I'm open, I'm available, and this is what's happening. And so I'm just going to roll with it. It took a lot of like, you know, flexibility, yes. surrender, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. The universe yeah. definitely has bigger plans and you just have to roll with it sometimes. Like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing today. Oh, completely, <laughs> completely. And I think that that's like, I, I really, I also think that that is like such a, a great, um, you know, it, it, I had to kind of work at having that feel really comfortable, but I also think that that's such a great, um, kind of quality or, or way of interacting with the matrix and the world of just sort of like, okay, what am I going to be given today? You know, yep. and, and really just like what's being offered to me today? How can I respond to it? How can I work with this in the best possible way? How can I stay flexible? How can I stay curious? You know, those are all things that I try and do in my life and, you know, still today. So, yeah. So I know uh, when you do spirit baby mediumship, it's preconception you know when they're pregnant um can you do it like once the baby's born but obviously not old enough to talk yet like is that still there mm -hmm. or is there like a veil yep. i guess for a better term that closes how, how does that work 
Yeah, great question. Great question. So I say that, you know, you can really with with the correct intention and with the correct kind of just like belief in the possibility that that it's possible which which you know that that's a lot of my work of just like i believe that it's possible and so it is yeah. um and and so really i just say that you can really c- communicate all across the spectrum so preconception whether that's 10 years preconception you know 5 years 2 years 6 months whatever um you know during the conception process during pregnancy leading up to birth and post birth now what i usually say is with children who are already born um is that there is this kind of as you know a new soul as a child is coming into the world they they really do stay quite close to some people say they say you know close to god or close to spirit however you want to however you want to term it or or coin it um they 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 kind of have this they're still closer to that realm than they are in ours really in many ways they're they're, our world our realm is still very new to them they're like what is this place um so so usually within those first kind of you know from ages like zero to to two two and a half sometimes three um communication is actually still very easy the exact same way that i would be able to do it um preconception basically and when children start to become typically around that age not true for every child but typically around that age you know when they start to become verbal they start to you know use their words they're starting to communicate more this way then it is a little bit more difficult to communicate kind of you know soul to soul or telepathically Mm -hmm. it's certainly not impossible um and some children you know we see lots of children today i certainly do um who are who just they don't talk until they're you know five years old or six years old or this sort of thing and you know they're primarily nonverbal but what we don't know is actually that they're preferring or wanting or are communicating in a very telepathic way which a lot of parents will tell me is, is like even though they're nonverbal they're they're still talking to me I can still understand everything that they're saying you know so I think that anyway to answer your question it still can absolutely continue after birth for sure I remember. Uh, my aunt, kind of an aunt, anyway, telling me a story about her son who's around my age when he was like two and a half, three, I guess they were going through an old family photo album and there was a picture of like one of her deceased brothers or something. He had Mm -hmm. passed long before uh, my cousin was born and he stops on this photo and goes, that's uncle so-and-so. And I guess he wasn't really talked about in the family because it had happened a long time ago. And they're like, well, how do you know Uncle so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Oh, he took care of me in heaven. And then just body-da, like, went and played like it was the most normal thing that just popped wow. out of his face. And everyone was like, um, what? Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And you have that. It's like that. It's just and that's what I always say. It's like they always say it in the most matter of fact, you know, kind of way that sometimes yeah. people can miss it. You know, they're like, wait a second. Did he just say that? You know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, he did. You know, and, and that is because truly it is still matter of fact for them. It's still right. very much like this is real. This is the reality of things. This is who I was with before I came here, you know, right. and so um, which is always just so cool when they just nonchalantly give you those soul memories and you're like wow you know it's so amazing but that's just their truth and you know i think that over time unfortunately i think it's changing in many ways but i think over time unfortunately the way that our society and our world is set up you know there's not a lot of space that's left for children to continue to hold that as their truth um you know which is why i believe that many children's kind of abilities um kind of uh 
go for a, a downward, you know, kind of nosedive after they enter the education system because yes. there just isn't room for that. You know, it's like right. we need you to take in this information in this way and that sort of thing. So um, it's unfortunate, but I do think I do think in many ways that that paradigm is changing. That we really, as you know, citizens of this planet and as parents, that hopefully we're leaving more space for children to continue to hold that as truth, um, in addition to the truth of you know. Or we could say the, 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 you know, the illusion of the physical world, but you know, you, you get what I mean. So yeah. anyway, yeah. You would refer, when you're talking about the spirit babies, you would refer to them as new souls. Do you mean yeah. new souls to this planet in this time? Like, is there reincarnation involved? And if there is reincarnation, uh, I guess, how do you know if they're talking about, um, because I don't know what they tell you, but if, if they're talking yep. about a past life versus the life to come, does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Completely. Yeah. So, you know, when I talk about the, this is a good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me this, so this is good. When I talk about um, the, you know, spirit babies, or I use different terms for them, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the new energies or the, the, you know, the new souls or, or whatever the case may be, is that I really believe that, um, over the over a period of time on planet earth we have been kind of stuck in a cycle let's let's say it like this we've been okay. stuck in kind of a uh, a not so great very repetitive cycle and that is you know there that's kind of um uh defined by a bunch of different things but one of them is being repeating lots of things and never learning from the mistakes or the lessons that were, you know, that okay. were, yep. it's just like doing something over and over and over again and not learning from. And that's, I think, on an individual level, but that's also on a collective level as well in terms of the collective consciousness of planet Earth. So when I talk about these new energies, these are really souls who are coming in basically to help us break the cycle and to create okay. a new one. Um, and so in some cases, those new energies can be, you know, souls who um, have never been to planet earth before that they've never chosen planet earth as one of their destinations in the journey of their soul they can be very very much new so i would call that like a first timer first timer it's like you know when a, a first time somebody goes to i don't know like um uh, like a football game or, yeah, or this yeah. sort of thing. They've never been, they don't know the atmosphere. They're like, what is this? They're kind of learning as they go, but they're also there to do something very specific. Um, and then I also believe that there are lots of energies coming in right now who were previously potentially retired. Um, so, you know, they had taken their leave from continuing to reincarnate over and over and over again, whether that's on planet earth or in other places. Um, and so, you know, I just, I think the, the, the key with the energies who are coming now, and again, there's lots of different ways that I could kind of term them. Um, mm -hmm. And I just sort of, for simplicity, I usually just say, you know, these new energies or these new souls or whatever, whether or not they're actually new. Okay. It's it's more that what I'm trying to get across with that statement is that they're bringing a fresh perspective and they're okay. bringing a fresh kind of energy to help the, basically the citizens of planet earth to create a new cycle and to basically do something different than what we've been doing, because what we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years, um, isn't working. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working. Yes. So that's how I would define it. So would you say that, um, you've only then come across these new energies or th these new souls that are here to change? Like, have you come across any that maybe 
have been here before. They aren't necessarily on a specific journey. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, do you come across those as well? Yes, I definitely still do. However, what I will say is that it is much more um, that kind of like how I how I call it is just like, um, you know, like uh, taking just how how, how could I term this? Like it's like a bit nonchalant, you know, just sort of mm-hmm. like I'm not really here on a specific journey. I'm, you know, just kind of here to do X, Y, Z, um, that sort of thing. Those sort of more like nonchalant. It's like how could I I'm just going to think of an analogy here. It's like um the difference between like signing up to dip your toes in, in like a beginner's course where it's just sort of like, Oh, I'll just see if I like it. Maybe it's like pottery. Let's say it's pottery. Yeah. It's like, just going to try it, see what I think. I'm not really, you know, committed to doing anything more with pottery beyond this point. I'm just going to, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. Exactly. So that's kind of, you know, that would be one category. And then the category that I'm talking about is these are the souls that are coming in like advanced level. They are here to, you know, take pottery like you know 201 and they're here to really you know commit to it and do something serious and really make progress and all these sorts of things and so i definitely still come across those energies who are more kind of in like the hobby kind of category if we're sticking with that analogy however what i will say is is at this time it's much more rare because this is just really such an i believe anyway and what i've seen and what i've you know felt and heard is that this is a very important and very pivotal t- pivotal time um, on the on the planet. Um, and of course, we've had many of those. But again, like I said, you know, we've had many of those pivotal moments. And then maybe we've, you know, repeated a cycle or, you know, started things all over again, or just rinse and repeat. And so um, I think that these kind of, you know, 201 advanced sort of category of energies are here for a very specific reason. And And one of the things that I always say is it's like, this is certainly not an average incarnation. And I'm sure you and I, Ellie, can sit here and, and look at the world and kind of go, yeah, we know that, you know, we understand that on, 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 on a certain level. And also these souls are kind of coming in to continue to, um, to keep that train rolling and to keep supporting that process of transformation that our planet is going through. This might be out of your realm or you don't have an opinion, opinion. If you don't, that's totally fine. Um, do you think walk-ins exist and do you have an opinion on them if you do think that they exist? Mm-hmm. I do think that I do definitely think that they exist. My opinion on them is that I, I will say, although they exist, I, I think they're quite still quite rare. I don't think okay. that this is something that happens um, maybe as often is as um, kind of talked about or, you know, or publicized or has been made popular. What basically you know, to go, I'll put it, I'll put it this way to go through the process of, especially now, especially now to go through the process of conception to gestation, to birth, to, you know, those first 10 years of life. And then the first 20 years of life and so on is so, I mean, there's so much that it takes to get someone to the point, you know, uh, uh, in, in their life. And so for some souls, they get to a point, let's say hypothetically when they're 25 years old and they're like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, in some situations, those souls would be people who were, you know, contemplating taking their own life or exiting or, you know, just not wanting to, to, to do the, the earth thing anymore. It doesn't have to be like that always. It can just right, be right. very peaceful. It can just be very peaceful. The soul's like, I'm done. I, I completed. I did what I need to do. You know, I'm good. And so then in that case, you know, there's a huge, huge, huge waiting list of of souls trying to get onto planet Earth. So in that case, if there was a soul, you know, ready to have an exit point 
and then another soul who was really looking to to come in and have an experience on planet Earth, and there would be kind of a contractual exchange where that other soul would essentially walk in and sort of take over um, that kind of body, that life, that experience. Um, I also think that um, sometimes it actually can be, um, this is more common in my opinion, and what I have seen is that people can actually you know, when we come into a body, a physical body, we take a particular, a specific percentage of our total soul energy. So if we think of ourselves as a soul, you know, um, free of a physical body, we're, we're vibrating in our 100% kind of um, energy, basically. Mm-hmm. However, when we come down into a physical body, we're not taking the entirety of our soul energy with us just because it's... Um, our, the physical body is actually too fragile to hold the totality of the soul. It's very yes. vast and very bright and very beautiful. And so sometimes what can happen as well, and this could kind of present as a walk-in, is that um, more of our soul energy could come down into our body. So we're inhabiting more of our physical body with soul energy. And people can feel very different when that happens. They could feel like a totally new person. They could feel like they don't recognize their self or their thoughts, or they totally change their path, right? More of the soul energy comes into the body. Maybe we realize, oh, I have, I don't like the life that I'm living and I need to get divorced or I need to move across the country. I need to start a new job. And so that's another perspective on walk-ins where it's not technically a new energy. It's actually just more of your own soul energy coming down in the body. Okay. I have two follow-up questions to that. Yeah. Um, it, cause like you said, the soul, the expanse of the soul is more than the, what the human physical body can handle. Yep. So let's say the soul's at a hundred percent can twins be at 50 50 so it's the same soul but divided into two physical bodies is that absolutely so, could that explain the twin connection i guess maybe not in every case but in some yes you're correct in some and and, and that's the thing is not it, it's not in every case that that would be like a split soul you know 50 50 and twins mm-hmm. but i have been seeing that more and more common where a soul will split itself into two um and have an experience in you know one twin body and the other twin body um so yes absolutely Interesting. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you mentioned this long waiting list to come to yeah. earth. Yeah. Now, is that because basically the birth rate is declining? So there isn't the physical bodies for that to yep. happen? Okay. Exactly. There's not as many bodies now. Um, and people, you know, are, are actually, despite what we might think, you know, the, the, um, the, the population growth, I believe last time I checked is like very much either kind of leveled out or it's in, it's in, um, a downward kind of trend where, you know, maybe people aren't choosing to have children or, um, aren't able to conceive. Right. Um, which is a, a big, a big thing now, especially. And so, yes, there's just, there's a lot of souls trying to get in to try and support what's happening. Um, and there's not as many bodies to basically, you know, support that need and to support that desire. I know some people will talk about this uh, idea of an NPC. Are you familiar? No, I'm actually not. Okay. So NPC, I guess if you play video games, it refers to non-player character. So okay. people people will... Oh, um, yes, 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 yes. I, like, actually, I, yes, I have heard of this now that you're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in theory, yeah. I'm not going to hold you to this. We're going to do a thought experiment here for a second. In mm-hmm. theory, if NPCs exist and they're kind of just these placeholders that we interact with, whether it's a person at the gas station or the grocery store or mm-hmm. the random person walking down our street... um. Some people claim that NPCs don't have souls. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, 
could then this waiting list become shorter? Good question. I think, um, you know, and I will say I don't have a fully formed opinion on this because I just haven't, I haven't, um, you know, tuned into it very much, but it's my understanding that it's my understanding that those people probably have like let they still have to have some sort of in it's insolment there still has to be some form of soul energy to be animated and to be alive that's my opinion is it more just the um, hobby maybe could it could be exactly okay. where it's just like they're not as invested they're just sort of you know here for the ride here to or or you know that could take on a more negative connotation right where they're just mm-hmm. like trying to mess things up <laughs> you know that's very yes. possible too um but I also think it could just be their, you know, their, their, um, their carrying or their holding just a, like a very small percentage of soul energy. Like, let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10, per, you know, 5%, mm-hmm. right. Which, which just, you know, it's kind of like zombie mode, you know, they're yeah. just very much. And that's know, how they're referred the to emotions. as like zombies and just right. kind of look through you when you talk to them or some people refer yeah. to as the fluoride stare or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a very, I, I would, I would say in my um, perspective, from again at this point in time, I think that's just a very low percentage of soul energy that they're working with, you know. Okay. And it's just very much autopilot. Yeah. 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 It, like you said, it was just a thought experiment. I'm like yeah, connecting all it. these little different pieces and Yeah, I love it. I I will I love to theorize. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I love doing thought experiments. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm beholden to the idea, but just kind of yes. like, hey, what if this happened? Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. Um so I know most of your work nowadays is with spirit babies. You said you were writing a book and hope to be mm-hmm. out fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Is the book on spirit babies? I'm guessing. It is. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to write a book, um, to really encapsulate what I have found. Um, because honestly, the, the, tr- one of the, truest reasons that I wrote this book is because I was just collecting so much information every day from all the different people that I talked to and the energies that I was talking to, the families that I was talking to, that I just had this like extensive, you know, like notes everywhere, sticky notes, journals, notes on my phone, Google doc, you know, Word documents, all these different things, just trying to collect this information and catalog it and remember it. That I was just like, there's no, I, this is, it's almost becoming a full-time job for me, just kind of managing and collecting all this information. And so I just need to put this into this book, you know? Um, and so that's really what I did as I took, you know, from, from the, the years of experience that I've had working with these spirit babies, with these energies, working with families, working with people having, you know, fertility challenges and so on. Um, and kind of just exploring like the entire spectrum from, preconception from, you know, before we're, we're, we're a soul deciding on an incarnation, um, to, you know, the conception process from the soul's perspective, the conception process from the family's perspective, um, exploring, you know, fertility, fertility challenges, exploring birth, exploring, you know, across the world and how that has transformed over time for better or for worse and exploring pregnancy and also just kind of doing a, an analysis of, the energy of 
these these the kind of the the foundational um, points of these new energies and what they're all about. And so, yeah, I just I, I had to put everything together because it was honestly just getting way too busy, you know, in my brain and outside of me that I was like, I just have to put this into a book. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an exploration through that entire process. And it's and I, I think the cool thing about the book too, and what I really wanted it to be, is that even though technically it's it's um you know a book based around you know these new energies and children and conception and so on i still think that somebody who wasn't even interested in having children or not having children for a while or has already passed their childbearing age or whatever um could still pick it up and still have a really deep profound experience from it one of my friends who read it said you know it's she said it's less of a book and more of an awakening experience which i thought was was a cool comment um so yeah, it's, I'm very excited about it and, uh, can't wait to have it out there because then it can really feel like, okay, I did that job, you know? Um, it really feels like it's, it's very amazing actually to see how it's, it's, it's interesting because I think with some of these things, these big things like publishing my first book or whatever else, you know, we think that we're in control and we think that it's like, I'm going to make the decision to write a book. And then you're like, no, I, I I didn't decide anything. It's like this decided me. This was like you are going to yeah. do this. Now. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, it's, yes. it's actually really funny at those moments of <laughs> destiny where you're like, this is too perfect for me to think that I decided on this. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. It, my, my favorite ones are the times where you're like, I would never insert action here, and then a period mm-hmm. of time later, you're doing the exact thing that you swore that you would never do. Exactly. Like starting a podcast. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Right. Exactly. And it's almost like, it's almost like that's like your subconscious way of just like working out, you know, your, your own resistance to that thing so that yeah. you could then kind of open up into it. It's so funny. It's, it's like, it's hilarious actually. And, and that's really what I'm finding in this period of time as, as I'm looking at just how the energy feels and leading up to this published date. And even, I mean, the publishing date, it was like, again, I didn't decide a single thing. It's, it's when I'm looking at all these kind of intricacies of, um, you know, the timing and, and there's so many different synchronicities. I couldn't even begin to name them. Um, that it's just like, wow, this is such a beautifully orchestrated experience that I'm going through right now. So. That's yeah. phenomenal. And I can't wait for it to come out one, so I can read it and two, so I can plug it. Um, Thank you. Can you tell me whether whatever story comes to the top of your head or either a most recent one or a most memorable one, something about spirit babies and if someone contacted you because they wanted to connect with their spirit babies, like what might that look like in a story? Do you understand yes. what I'm trying to ask? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, let me think. Um, I want to go for a more recent one because I feel like I tell the same stories over and over and I need to get a little different here. Uh, let me just see. What do I want to tell? Well, the one that's coming to mind right now is um, a couple that I was working with who... Um, heard about me through a uh, mutual friends and they um had the the one of the partners um I was just about to say her name. I'm not going to say her name. It's uh, it's anonymous. Uh, that's why I always have to like, you know, figure out how I'm going to say it to make it anonymous. But one yeah. of the partners um she had um uh, basically a situation where she had to have a hysterectomy and mm-hmm. um, before that hysterectomy, you know, decided to um, freeze eggs and create embryos with her partner. And then they were going to kind of, you know, wait until the the future to um, 
find a surrogate and sort of move forward with that that process. She wasn't she wasn't able to carry her children on her own. And so they found me sort of right as they were opening up to the process of hopefully finding a surrogate and then kind of, you know, bringing um, their children into the world. And so I sat down with them. I didn't other than the fact that I, I we had mutual friends, I didn't know much about them other than, um, you know, that they were kind of about to start looking for a surrogate, basically. Um, and so I sat down with them and right away had these two energies, a boy, a, a female energy and a male energy kind of come forward. And they, you know, started talking to me and, and validating a bunch of different things. And one of those things was that they, um, this couple, although they didn't share this with me, they wanted to transfer two embryos so that they would have, um, you know, two, two babies born at the same time, twins. And they want, that was one of their questions was, are they they want this. Are they going to be okay with this? And so before, you know, they had the chance to tell me that this, these two energies were, I was like, are you guys going to be transferring two embryos? Because these two souls feel like they want to come in together at the same time and sort of have, you know, a fraternal twin experience. Um, and they said, we, we wanted to, but we wanted to, you know, make sure that they were going to be okay with that. And I, I was definitely like, oh yeah, they're okay with it. They want it. They want to come together. So it was a cool kind of example of like how what they were thinking or feeling around what they wanted to do was actually kind of truly lined up with what these souls wanted to do as well. And they had been kind of transmit, they had, you know, actually told them like, we've been, you know, giving you the ideas to transfer to embryos and this sort of thing. And the, one of the cool parts, and I still get um, goosebumps when I'm thinking about this is that they, um, had so so these souls basically before we were about to leave i said well they have a message for you and um they want me to pass it on it's very specific and that message is they're saying never settle and they both kind of looked at each other and they were like what you know what that's crazy and i was like what what do you what what's with this phrase and they both held up their wedding rings and on the inside of their wedding rings they had engraved never settle on the Shut inside up. of their, that's their cool. wedding rings yeah um and that was based you know through their messaging these souls were like we carry that same philosophy too we don't ever want to settle during our time here and we know that you both have that kind of written basically in your your marriage vows that that's really something that you don't want to do while you're here and we don't want to do it either and that's why we're coming to you for one of the reasons that we're coming to you basically so that's that's a great story that Still, gave me goosebumps, gives me goosebumps. yeah me that too. gave me goosebumps that's yeah you couldn't have known that and those yeah. are the types of things where I get that there's charlatans out there and things like that. But when yep. you, those types of things, you can't make up. You can't yep. possibly have known, even if, and I'm not saying you did this, okay? But yep. even if you had thoroughly researched your Instagram <laughs> and Facebook, right? And claimed all this stuff, you, you couldn't have known that. Like, yep. there's no way. There's no exactly. way. Exactly. That was, and that was like something that they said too, that that was something they, they didn't, they didn't broadcast. Like that was something between them. I don't even think their family and friends knew that that was something that they had like engraved on the inside of the wedding rings and this sort of thing. So it was a really cool moment and just like a cool kind of full circle moment too, where these energies were like, yeah. And that's why we want to, you know, be with you. Like how cool, like what a cool full circle thing in that validation, yeah. but also a message that came with it. You know, it was really neat. Yeah. Do you often find that they these messages are that specific or sometimes um, because so obviously you said yep. this and the parents right away were like, oh, yeah, I know this what this is. And you got that instant validation, I'll say. 
Mm-hmm. But is there, is yep. that more good. often the case or is it this maybe delayed validation? I'll yeah, say. good question. Good question. I think that um, it depends. It, it depends. Like I think that some energies will, and I actually just remembered another part of the story that I have to mm-hmm. say too. I'll come back to it, but okay. I think that some energies um, will, they're very intelligent is what I, I will say. And they will give us or get through me, you know, they'll give the the messages or the pieces of information that they feel are going to be most significant and valuable to the parent at that point in time, but also in the future. And so there's been many cases where I've given, you know, messages to to parents where they're like, Okay, you know, and it's like I will often say my classic phrase of like, keep it in your back pocket, just keep it in the back of your mind. You know, you never know how they're going to bring it in. Um, and then, you know, six months in the future, a year down the line, two years down the line, I still have people who like will message me, you know, from readings that we did four or five years ago. And they're like, I just listened back to this recording and oh, now I get it. You know, like now I understand what was being said then. It actually makes sense to me now. So I think it's probably 50-50 just in terms of like messages that are that specific that are able to kind of land right at that exact moment. And then messages that are given that are kind of more of a keep it in your back pocket kind of thing where it's like, oh, this makes actually much more sense six years or, you know, six months down the line or that sort of thing. Um, But I think that these energies will really do their best to give at least one major point. I mean, usually I get a lot more, but at least one major point of that validation throughout, because it just really, it just really kind of, you know, um, solidifies like this is a communication that I'm having with this, this child right now, you know, this is a real communication. This is just like having a conversation with them. This is just like if I called up, you know, someone and had a question for them, and they were able to answer that question. So um, does that answer your question? No, it does. It does. Okay. The couples that maybe come to you who are having fertility challenges, mm-hmm. um, I guess, how do I word this? Do you think they come to you because they're being told to come to you? And so that's how they know there's a spirit baby? Or do like, you ever, or like, the do you ever have or the, or, or the, the souls, the couple? So like, do you ever yeah. have a couple that comes to you Yep, because they heard of you, but there isn't a spirit baby yet attached? Or do you think the spirit baby is pushing, quote unquote, them to you so they can communicate? I think it's the latter. I think they push, I think they push the couples to me so that they can communicate or, you know, they've been kind of hovering around a family, but they haven't quite been able to like make contact or, you know, sometimes and I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this quite often too, where, you know, um, it's like, and this happens this is happening a lot right now, which is kind of crazy, is that people who are like, I'll never have children. I don't want children, you know, this sort of thing, which is fi- completely fine. Um, but then they have this moment where they wake up one day and they're like, oh, my, I have to have, I must have a child. You know, they get that kind of moment where it's just like, it's happening and I can feel it. And that's really, I believe that that's an energy that has kind of come, you know, we could use this analogy of like the waiting list. That's basically like, I'm going to see, I might have a shot, you know, and, and see, see what I can do here. Um, and then it's up to that family, basically, you know, it's like, do you want to dance? And they say yes or no, you know? And so, um, but yeah, I see, see it all the time where I really believe and trust and see, and I've believed in this since the very beginning of my practice, that there is a much greater intelligence and, it, um, and just an orchestration of how things are happening um, that is so beyond my 
current understanding where it's like the people who come to me, the situations that happen, the timing of things, um, you know, just how things work out. Oh, I only have availability on this specific day in the specific month. And, you know, and then it's like, it ends up being like the most crazy, perfect, amazing timing ever. I mean, it's just, there's such a really beautiful, perfect um, orchestration that's happening every moment from these energies, pushing them, the parents towards me, you know, working with the timing, all different kinds of things. That's awesome. I can imagine a common question could be, well, when will I get pregnant or when something along those lines, when will the baby be born? Things like that. Do you ever get uh, such a definitive date? Like, yeah, or even timeframe, like, yes, the next spring or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Yes, g- great question. Uh, and yes, I do. Um, I do definitely. And what I what however, what I will say the caveat to that is that there are so many different I mean, when I started doing this work, I could have never imagined how many how much it truly takes to, um, to especially now to conceive and to, you know, to, to bring a child here. I mean, that's the other thing is it's like, there's so many different moving parts of, you know, the individuals and the couple and where they're living and their jobs and their soul purpose and, you know, their physical health and their fertility and their egg quality and their sperm quality and the soul and their wants and needs. I mean, it's just absolutely mind blowing (laughs) how many of these different kind of factors. And so, you know, they'll, they'll give me, um, give me windows of time, you know, of sort of like, you know, it's, it's highly likely that this soul wants to come in and from, you know, between this period of time and this period of time. Um, but then that can also change, you know, and then they change their minds or things change or, you know, I just feel like there's this kind of kaleidoscope of intricacy and a lot of different moving parts that can very easily shift um, a timeline or a time frame. Um, you know, it's like if a soul wants to come in, but, you know, th- the person is not, you know, didn't ovulate that month or, you know, I mean, like there's so many different kind of moving parts to it, but they definitely will um, give me timelines quite often. I just had another woman um, who uh, was also had had a surrogate and and we, we were working with her, the energy of her, her spirit baby and was also not able to carry children on her own. And, um, and this soul, you know, I, I felt this soul being kind of iffy about the surrogate that she had. And I said, you know, you should know which way this is going to go with the surrogate by March 31st. And sure enough, come March 31st, they find out that the surrogate had actually been misrepresenting some information and was no longer a good fit to be a surrogate. Um, And so the soul knew this isn't the the surrogate that's going to carry my energy in the best way. And so, you know, now waiting on another surrogate to come in for them. So, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I I think the gift you have is just so unique and just fascinating that you have these connections. Um, I think everyone has their, their own type of gifts. And I, I think of them as superpowers, right? And yeah. as a little kid, everyone has like their favorite superpower that they want and Yes. So they want to fly. They want to go through walls. They want to read thoughts, whatever that is. Um, I have to say yours is by far one of the coolest I've heard of. Just kind of <laughs> maybe you. how specific it is and maybe my time in life, right? Like yeah. that's why I'm so drawn to it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I've never heard of anyone else that does what you do. Wow. Cool. And I hadn't either. Honestly, when I, when I, started doing this, I was like, I was absolutely shocked that there was already a book that existed about this. Um, I was like, 
what? You know, I was just, it, for whatever reason, I don't know, it just totally blew my mind. And I think that, um, you know, over time, I've certainly gotten connected with more people who are doing spirit baby work, although I definitely think we're still very much in the minority. There's, you know, not many that 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 I know of who are doing this kind of work. And I think in many ways, it's, it's going to um, very much uh, very much people's abilities are going to be turning in this direction as well. That's just my perspective, because I think that it's, it's, it's very important at this time for, for more reasons than one. And I really think that just as, as we have, you know, doulas and midwives who help the mothers to, you know, birth these children. I also really feel that, you know, these kind of quote unquote spiritual doulas or spiritual midwives who are helping these children traverse time and space to get here. Um, I think that that is, is, is more important um, than ever as well. So I think that this is certainly something that I, we're going to see more and more of more and more people kind of connecting to this. So, yeah. I think you should add spiritual baby doula because there can also be death doulas. <laughs> yes. Spiritual baby doula to like your uh, yes. list of professions. I think that is the coolest name I've it ever is. heard. <laughs> it is. You know, I ha- it is. I've And I've toyed with it. I, I've toyed with it a few times and I'm like, I think I should claim it. I think you're right. I think I should claim it. You, you have to. That fell out of your face and I was like, yes, that. Yes. that. Because when I think of mediumship, mm-hmm. I think of just more of passing along messages and you know societal norms i think of mediumship i think of death yep right whereas what you're doing is very much bringing in life mm-hmm. and while there can be death doulas people typically associate doula with a birth and so yep. spiritual doula even yeah. spiritual baby doula like yep. there's something there you're there's something there yeah, I like it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to noodle on it. I like it. I think I'll I think I'll claim it. I think you're right. Um and and that's the cool thing too. Like you, you put that together so so beautifully. It's like that's really a, without consciously necessarily knowing it again. This kind of came in hindsight, but I feel that I at a certain point I worked with you know, death and, and with, with, um, with energies who had just passed and with, with grieving families and individuals for, for quite some time. And I just realized, you know, there are, there's, there's so many brilliant mediums out out there, you know, there, there really are. And I realized that I think that this next part of my, you know, purpose, my journey is to help you know, just support this new generation, this new life, these new energies who are coming in and how can we make this not only help them get here, but how can we also make this world the best that we can for them? That's also another big part of what I'm really passionate about is how can we make sure that these children are coming in from the very moment that they're born, (laughs) you know, because that's the whole thing. Like, how can we make that transition as beautiful as possible for them where we're not like, you know, fluorescent lights and bright blue medical gloves and, you know, eye drops and, you know, all these sorts of things. The poking and the cold scale and yeah. Like awful, awful. What a horrible, you know, um, entry and then people say well they can't remember it they don't know they don't feel pain it's like okay yeah yeah no um you're wrong <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> so from that point you know to to then you know as they grow older as they as they you know start to individuate and they start to explore themselves as an individual being and how they interact with their parents and their siblings in the world and then moving into the education system if they decide to do so i think how you know i just think i'm always thinking about how can we make this as beautiful a place for them to grow up in so that they can really ultimately do what they came to do to the best of their ability, you know? 
I love that. Do you have a title yet for your book that you've released or is it still a secret? It's, it's kind of still a secret, but it will be okay. coming out. It probably, what time, when, when do you plan to publish this? Just curious. Uh, actually this coming Wednesday. So in two days. Okay. Okay. Then I think it's still a secret, but, um, okay. but, it, but it will be, I'll, I'll certainly, when I have the title and everything's like good to go and ready to go, I'll send you the link so you can share with your audience if you, yes. you can add it into Thank- the show notes and that. Yes, please. And okay. But as we wrap up, can you verbally plug anywhere that people can find you? And this will also be in the show notes, guys. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So um, you can find me at um, on Instagram at Emily the Medium. Um, my website is emilythemedium.com. Um, that's, I'm still going to keep that name just because it's, it's incredibly tedious to change it oh, yes. at this moment. Yeah, in time, yes. you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll, I'll change it at some point in the future. And I'm going to also have, I don't have the link or the URL for this yet, but I'm also going to eventually have an author website, um, that is going to host everything about the book events that I'm doing. I'm probably going to be doing a book tour. I'm going to have, um, guided meditations on there that will kind of help you explore, you know, your pre-incarnation planning. It's going to help you explore, explore how to connect with your spirit babies and so on. So I'll have some good kind of guided meditations on there and um, just all different kinds of things to do with the book and and sort of the spinoff from the book. So I don't have the URL for that yet, but when I do, I, I can certainly share it. But right now, um, my uh, original website, Emily the Medium, and my Instagram is best place. Well, if you're listening to this when it airs, that URL might not yet be in the show notes, but when I get it, I will update the show notes. And thank you, Emily, for joining me. I really appreciate this. Yeah, this is so great. It was such a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed um, riffing with you and and, (laughs) and theorizing um, on different things. It was really so much fun. I enjoyed enjoyed our time together so much. So thank you for sharing this time with me. Yes, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Mm